being here today and everyone that's live streaming. We welcome you in our worship service today. Just want to, this is the second week of the year and I just want to want to say church just thank you for all you've done. Uh, your faithfulness and your your tithing, your faithfulness and your offering, your, your faithfulness and your serving, your faithfulness and your worship, your faithfulness and your time. Just, just thank you. Thank you for being obedient to whatever the Spirit has you to do. And uh, by the looks of things, I, we're on the right track. So I just want to say thank you for, for all that you do. Today and, and the next few weeks, I want us to um, go through, explore the different aspects of, of God's will. And, and so today I want us to try to grasp, if we can, the sovereignty of God. And, and one of the definitions I thought would fit with today's message it goes as this, the, the sovereign will is what God, by his limitless power and knowledge, has eternally ordered and determined to happen from beginning to end in all of his creation and for his glory. And no one or nothing can stop it. <laughs> now that's including the life of the believer. God has eternally ordered a plan that is, he has a plan that is determinately ordered to happen for every true believer that submits their lives to God's will. See, God didn't just create you to live without hope and purpose. From the beginning of time, church, God has been making plans for you. God has been making plans for me. The Bible tells us that the plans that's in our heart is our hearts, but it's the Lord's purpose that will prevail. That is the sovereign will of God to change our plans, to change our thinking, from what we think is happening into what he wants and desires to happen. The sovereign will of God. And if we live through our spiritual senses, church, everything, everywhere we look in life, all things are related to God. Everywhere you look, something is coming uh, from God. Everywhere you look, every, every, everything you see, something is moving. Something is working through God. Everywhere you look, something is something and someone is going back to God. Everything is related to God. Life, death, and our destiny is related, church to God. John 1 and 3 says, through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been 
made. Our God is all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's everywhere all at once. God created the earth out of absolutely nothing. He said it, let it be, and it was. And it was. God sees what we don't see, church. He sees what we don't see. God has the will, the right, the power to make all things possible. All things possible. God who is invisible made everything that is visible and everything that is invisible. Time bows to God. Heaven bows to God. Eternity bows to God. We bow to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our God who is eternal, who is everlasting, created everything in heaven and everything on earth. And the God who created everything created you, created me, fearfully and wonderfully made, created new in Christ, all for his glory, all for his purpose. And our God, church, delights in being sovereign, sovereign for us, for the good of his people, and for the good of this world, his creation. He delights in it, church. And so when we think about the, the God's sovereign will, you think about all God has done because he so loves the world. All God has done because he so loves the world. All that he has done to change the, the minds of people. All that he's done to change the hearts of people. All that he's done to change the lives of people. The sovereign will of God in what he's done for us. The sinners of the world. The loss of the world. What he's done for us through his son, Jesus Christ. John 6, 38 says this. Jesus said this. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Jesus tells us that he came down from heaven. His mission was to get God's will done. Just as Jesus taught his disciples to pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, God has a plan God has a will, God has a purpose, and they will get done through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. John 6, 40 said this, Jesus said this, My Father's will is that everyone, everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. You think about the eternally ordered mission of the life, death, and resurrection of his son. The cross of Jesus Christ was a decree of God. It was God's sovereign will that his son die for our sins and forgive all who believe. And yes, not even in his, in his last hours, church, the son himself couldn't even stop it couldn't even stop it. 
through the limitless power of God, the cross was determined to happen from the beginning to the end for God's glory. God made Jesus the source of all things, church. God made Jesus everything to everybody. God sacrificed one for the greater good of all people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He sacrificed one for the greater good of all. Hallelujah. The sovereign will of God. Matthew 26. Jesus said this before the cross. Then he said to them, talking to his disciples, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. He says, remain here and, and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, my father, if it be possible, if it be possible, let this cup mm, pass from me. Then he says, nevertheless, nevertheless, nevertheless. I believe, church, right there, right there, the Holy Spirit of God reminded Jesus of the sovereignty of God, of the sovereignty of God. Nevertheless, as I will, not as I will, but as you will. That nevertheless, church, Nevertheless, how many times have we been praying to God, battling to God, and the Holy Spirit stops us in our tracks. The Holy Spirit silences us and reminds us who's in charge, reminds us of who's in control. He humbles us in that very moment. Hallelujah. Jesus understood that his life, church, was not his own that his life was under the will of the Father. The cross of Jesus Christ was eternally ordered, church, by God. It was God's plan for this fallen world, and nothing, church, nothing was going to stop it, the sovereign will of God. And Jesus, in his last hours, his spirit in agony, his heart, church, in distress, quickened himself to the spirit, humbled himself, consecrated himself to the will of God. He prayed. He cried out with the heart full of pain, with the soul full of agony. Not as I will, but as you will, God. As you will. Total humility total submission, total obedience to the sovereign will of God, even to dying on the cross. Surrendering. Surrendering of one's life to the will of God, regardless, regardless of where it leads you. Regardless of where it leads you. Even if it leads you to death on the cross death on the cross. Acts tells us it was, it was the will of God that Jesus that Jesus was, was to die. Says this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. 
by God's own, by God's own knowledge of his, his eternal purpose of the life of Jesus, the death of Jesus, and the resurrection of Jesus, God had made his plan firm and clear. Because the will of God, the Son, was aligned with the will of God, the Father. The Father willed to give up his Son for us. See, the scope of, of God's sovereign will covers more than it is possible for any human church to even think. It's beyond our knowing. It's beyond our knowing, unless he reveals it. Unless he reveals it. And that's what he did through, through the prophets in the Bible. Every prophecy that was, was fulfilled, we knew, we knew those were God's uh, will because they came, they manifest themselves. And as we see here, many prophecies in the Bible are yet fulfilled. Are yet fulfilled. Only because God says it's not time. Only because God says it's not time. The Bible says the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals his plan to his servants, the prophets, as he did through the prophet Isaiah. That the Messiah Jesus would come into the earth, then give his life for our sins. He said it was the Lord's will to crush him. To crush him. It's amazing. Everywhere we look, everywhere we look, everywhere we go, there was someone moving through God and speaking through God, all by the power of God, of the sovereign will of God. Isaiah 53.10 says this, Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. This is a meaningful statement about what Jesus accomplished in his death and in his resurrection, church. Notice God's will is at the beginning and at the very end. It was the will of the Lord to crush him and cause him to suffer. It was the will of the Lord to make his life an offering for sin. It was the will of the Lord that he, that the, it was the will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. God's will. God's will. On the cross, the sovereign will of God was on display, even though sad. It was for the greater purpose, the greater good purpose, and for God's glory, church, for God's glory, that saving his people might be accomplished, that through Jesus Christ, somehow his people could prosper, somehow his people could have a hope, somehow his people could have a, have a future. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 28 tells us, and all we know, and we all know all things, God works for good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So we see through the crucifixion and death of Jesus that God does sometimes that which he hates, which he hates. 
in order to accomplish his greater good plan for the greater good of his people who love him. Who love him. The sacrifice of Jesus. All because God loves us. Know that God's plan, God's sovereign will is not to harm us, but it's to help us, to save us. It's to lead us to Jesus. To lead us to Jesus. But we have to be willing, church, excuse me. We have to be willing to accept whatever God lays before us. We have to be willing to accept whatever God lays before us. What God allows to happen in our lives, we need. Everything God allows to happen in your life is something that you need. It's something that you need. God disciplines us to humble us. Sometimes God allows suffering to be the pathway, church, to glory. When we talk about we know in all things, what does that mean? That means the evil as well as the good, right? All things, whatever darkness you face, whatever affliction that you may encounter, whatever suffering you may encounter, God will always be at work for your eternal good. God has a greater good purpose, greater good waiting on the other side of everything that you go through, everything that you go through. And just like Jesus, just like Jesus, there are times, there are places, there are events, there are people that God eternally ordained beforehand to influence this world. And nothing is going to hinder it, and nothing is going to stop it because God, God's sovereign will will be done, church. Every day, every day, Satan plots against you. Every day, your enemies plot against you, but they can't touch you because God has an ordained plan for your life. What your enemies meant for evil, God says, I'm going to use it for good because I have an ordained plan for your life. But also you may be suffering. You may be in affliction because God has an ordained plan for your life. Jesus, born in the dirt, born in the manger. Now he's sitting on the throne, right? Many, many of us born in, in humble beginnings, right? Many, not, if not all of us, right? Now we're praising God for his, for his blessings that one day we thought that we could not ever obtain, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We born sinners now being transformed into saints by God and for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The sovereign Lord, the sovereign will of God will make a way for the true believer. For the true believer. Let me ask you, do you pray for God's will to be done? Do you pray for God's will to be done? Or are we afraid to pray for God's will to be done in our lives? If we are afraid, then we don't really know God. We don't really understand God. But I understand it could be a, a little scary to pray God's 
will because no one knows the reality of God's will before it happens. But we do, what we do know is that God's will is for you to be the best, the best version of yourself, to give you a hope, to give you a future through Jesus Christ. That is what we do know. That's what we should never doubt. God's plan is to give you a hope and a future through Jesus Christ. Not for evil, not that anyone should, should perish, but that you should have everlasting life through the Son that he had crucified for you. All of that was the will of God. All of what Jesus went through, coming out of heaven born of a virgin, Tortured, crucified, death, resurrection, all of that was so that we can have a, have a better, meaningful, and purposeful life. God didn't have to do it. That's the sovereign will of God on display, church, that we can never forget that we have to hold on to Jesus. Jesus. The life of Jesus is what we live through. The life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus is what we live through. God put his life on display, the suffering on, on display as his sovereign will, showing us his power, showing us his glory, showing us that he can do all things putting him in the grave and raising him back up, saying, this one day will be you. This one day will be you. But yet, church, it makes it so hard for us to follow God's will. When God has done all of this to show us his power, to show us how sovereign he is, and yet we fail in our, in our disobedience, in our stubbornness, in our unwilling to, to humble ourselves. We fail to follow his will. When we know his will is good, despite what we go through, despite the circumstances that may come with his will, despite, God has laid it out for us. All that God has done was to show us his sovereign will in the earth to lead us to Jesus. All of that. First John says this, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he what? He hears us. See, when we get wise enough, church, when we get wise enough to, to, to abort, to, to give up our way of living, to give up our will for his will, basically this is saying our prayers will be heard. Our prayers will be heard. When we learn to accept God's sovereignty in our lives and over our lives, that God is for us, 
no matter what we go through, that God is able, no matter what we suffer, no matter what we go through, understand that he's not against us, then will we be able to pray, not our will, but your will be done, God. Understand, we serve a good God. We serve a great God, a great God who want to see the better for us all. Why wouldn't we pray for his will? Why wouldn't we pray for his will? Mm. Knowing that our destiny is in God's hands. Why wouldn't we pray for his will? Why wouldn't we do his will knowing our destiny is in his hands, church? Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we live to glorify the Lord if we know our destiny is in his hands? Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we obey his words if we know his destiny is in, our, in his hands? Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we obey the commandment to love each other if we know his destiny is in his hands? Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we obey the commandments, right? Why wouldn't we? Life, death, destiny is in the hands of the Father. Why wouldn't we be obedient? Why wouldn't we? Mm. So when we understand, when we pray, we understand that God's sovereignty as we pray. And we must trust God's will is to do what's best for us. Amen? You know, we pray sometimes and, and we forget that. We forget that. We pray for, for love. We pray for attention. And God says, here I am. Love me first. Love me first, right? We pray for guidance. We pray for, for our plans to manifest in, our, in the life. And God says, do what the Spirit says do. He says, go where the Spirit says go. See, he, he, he can change it, and we have to deal with it, right? We pray for our heart's desire, but God says, I'm going to change the desires of your heart to align with my desires, right? Yeah. We pray for blessings, and, and God says, here's knowledge, right? God says, here's wisdom. Here's understanding. Here's discernment, right? Those are the blessings of God. We pray for, for financial wealth, and God says, Here, here's spiritual wealth, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. We, we pray for, for healing for our bodies, and God says, here is healing for your soul. Here is healing for your soul, because that's what matters, right? We get upset with God when, when there's no healing for our bodies, but God heals our soul for eternity. Hmm. We make plans for tomorrow, and God said, did you ask? Did you ask? John 4 says this, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life, he says. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. He says, instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, 
if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this and do that. A lot of times we forget about this verse. We forget about it. Daily, <laughs> we forget about it. But the more we live, the more we learn that so much of our lives are uncontrollable, are out of our control. And though we may live through denial for a while, tragedy happens, misfortune happens, and then we are forced to, to reckon with our inability to make things happen our way. Sometimes that causes us to submit to the will of God. See, the wisdom of this world tells us to be self-sufficient, and, and we arrogantly speak and act on what we say is going to happen today, what we say is going to happen tomorrow, what we say our future is going to be. But James reminds us that, reminds us of our place in this world, <laughs> of our place in this world. Our place in this world is of God's wisdom and of God's will, church. Of God's wisdom and of God's will. We cannot be absolutely sure of what's going to happen today. Better yet, tomorrow. Better yet, tomorrow. So therefore, we can never presume against the sovereign will of God. Never. But we must humble ourselves to the sovereign will of God, as, as Job did in Job 42. Job said this. He said, I know that you can do anything, speaking of God, and no one can stop you. You ask, who is this that questions my wisdom in such, with such ignorance? Job said, it is I. And I was talking about things I knew nothing about. Things too far, too far, too wonderful for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Job concedes to the sovereign will of God, church, with absolute humility and submission. He confesses that God does all things well, that God allows things to happen that fits his wisdom and his purposes. Job said, I'm sorry, Lord. <laughs> Forgive me. I was talking about things I knew nothing about. I knew nothing about. The same happens with us when we try to get ahead of God. When we try to go before God and, and plan out our lives before God. Wise man once told me, when you rise in the morning, ask God what he, his plans are. Ask God what, what he wants to do with you today, right? <laughs> Ask God to lead you on your way, right? Hallelujah. 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 Just like Job, God will humble us and put us in submission mode, church. And finally, God's will is to help us, not punish us. To help us, not punish us. I know his will is scary because we don't know it. It's scary. And if we, we, we look at the life of Jesus and all that he went through and understanding and it was the sovereign will of God that Jesus go through that. And the Bible says that 
if we are followers of Jesus, we will also suffer. But sometimes that suffering is not physical. Sometimes that suffering is eternal. You know, a lot of times as, as Christian believers that love the Lord, our suffering comes from when we see people not loving the Lord. We suffer, we, we hurt inside when we see the loss, when we, when we go out in the communities and we see those who, who don't want nothing to do with Jesus. It pains our heart. And we suffer inwardly, day in and day out, when we have family members that want nothing to do with the Lord. It pains us. It hurts us. And we suffer in our own way because we are walking with the Lord. We suffer because we know how good God is. We know how good God's will is for us. And we only want them to have a taste of that. And when they don't do it, we suffer. It hurts. Hurts our soul. Hurts our soul. God's will is to protect us, not harm us. He want to protect us. And I believe God speaks to us every day to keep us safe in his will. And how does he keep us safe? He wants to keep us safe in the guidance of his son through the Holy Spirit. Through the guidance of his son, through the Holy Spirit, God wants to keep us safe in his will, church, in his will. That's all he says. Be in tune to my spirit. Pay attention to my spirit. Allow the spirit to lead. Allow the spirit, take time out and allow the spirit to speak. Take time out to hear. Take time out to pray. Take time out to get to know. Hallelujah. 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 Some will follow and some won't. Some will follow God's will and some won't. And I know we all pray for guidance. We all pray for guidance, but, but, but somehow we don't understand how God communicates that guidance to us. And so we get anxious and we move before time. We move before God says, move sometimes. And that leaves us just because we're unsure, right, what to do. We're listening, but we're impatient. We pray for God's will, but we always think our time is running out. Instead of sitting still, we think our time is running out. And the Bible says our way is the way of destruction. So sometimes we have to sit still and see what God's will is. If we sit still long enough, church, the Spirit speaks. The Spirit speaks. The Spirit will guide. I promise you, he will not let you down. It is God's will for the one within you to guide you. Not for you to guide yourself, but the one within you. That's why Jesus told his disciples and tells us today to pray, to pray. That your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Knowing that heaven, everything in heaven is for our good. Amen? Amen. Understanding God's sovereign will through the life of Jesus Christ. Let us pray.
Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we come to you and we say thank you for your word. Thank you for, for guiding us through your sovereignty, God. Your sovereignty in the fact that you have given us your son to, to, to abide in, to lead us, to guide us, God. God, we thank you for the sacrifice of your son. We thank you for the, for the willingness to, to give up your son for the greater good of our lives, God. Father, we say let your will be done, Father. Father, sometimes we don't, we don't want things our way, God. Sometimes we, we wish we had no will. We wish we can just go by your will, God. In reality, God, I believe that we don't want to fight against your will, God. But this flesh is so stubborn sometimes, God. We don't want to fight against your will, God. In fact, God, we surrender to your will. And we say, have your way, God. Have your way. Even when we resist, God, have your way. Because we know your way is best, God. We know that no matter what we go through, no matter what we see someone else go through, we know your purposes, your plan, your will for our lives are greater than our circumstances. God, in this moment, I ask that you humble us. I ask that you humble us to your will. I pray that we examine ourselves in this moment. Examine ourselves outside of the will of God. Examine ourselves being rebellion of God's way. Examine ourselves of being rebellion of, of the way of Christ. of living through the Spirit of God, of living in love, living in peace, of living in understanding, living in kindness, living in gentleness, living in joy. Father, let us examine ourselves and you examine us and show us where we're missing the mark, where we're missing the mark of your will, God. Father, I pray that as we go in through this week, God, that, that you lay heavy on our hearts, God, your will. To make us greater and better people for your purpose, God. Father, sometimes we need to be made more like Jesus instead of asked to be like Jesus. In my stubbornness, God, make me be like Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remove that stubbornness from my heart, from my will, God. Crush my will unto thy will. Have your way, God. Have your way. Father, bless these people here at Capital City Church because they love you, God. And I can speak for every heart that's in here that they want to be in your will, God. They are lovers of you, God. So I ask, Father, that you keep them throughout this week, that you keep them throughout this day. Give them what they need for this day, God. Give them the hope that they need for this day, God. Give them, give them what they need for them this day. Give them the, the strength they need for this day, God. Give them the healing that they need for this day, God. 
give them the anointing that they need for this day, God. We're not jumping ahead of you, God. We want to be in the moment with you, God. In the moment with you, God. Father, bless your people. Bless their families, God. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for their faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. Church said...